I'm Rebecca. I'm Hetty. And I'm Lucy. And we've been friends since the days of gel pens and Furbies. And this is The Thing About That, a podcast that challenges the everyday expectations of modern life and flips the bird at a one-size-fits-all approach to living. Today we're covering the topic of the surname. After you've agreed to unionise, who has a new name? And what does your surname mean to you? We debate the pros and cons of forging a new normal, or rather, disposing with the concept of normal in the first place. It is a balmy May evening, and we are back. And a little bit balmy. (laughs) And I am a May baby, and it was my birthday this week, so I am also still 10% tequila. (laughs) I think 20% by the look of you from that video of Thursday night. Uh, When I went to bed on my birthday, I was 95% tequila. March hair flinging, but you stayed on your feet with that, which actually I found very impressive. Mm. Right, and I haven't worn heels for a couple of months, have any of us, you know? What are we calling you now, Becca? Madam Question Master. Right. No, god damn it. (laughs) Maybe let's do a different one every week and just see which sticks. So today, I thought it could be interesting to get into the idea of name-taking, because Mm. obviously, traditionally, women have tended to take their new husband's names And so what we collectively thought it could be interesting to discuss is where we all are individually with this, whether it is even a thing to think about, how we broach it with partners, how we broach it with families, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm really excited about this episode because I don't, I I think I sort of know what Bex is thinking, but I actually really don't know what you're thinking, Lucy. So I'm really excited to know your thoughts and your plans. close to my chest. I always feel like I go first, though. So why don't you go first? Okay, because I tend to go last. (laughs) All right. So, okay, truth be told, the thing I did feel an awful lot of reservation around and nervousness around was the conversation of the surname. Because I knew for an absolute fact that I wasn't taking his surname. It is entirely motivated by the fact that I didn't want to take his surname because that's always what has been done. I confess I'm not completely in love with the surname anyway. It's Swain. And I think it's a bit, oh, I don't know. I don't like the massively like the sound of it. But I wasn't really thinking about that. For me, it was no way that I'm taking his name because this is a point of principle for me. Equally, I didn't feel bold enough ever to say to him, can you take mine? What do you think about taking mine? Um, yeah, and that's odd because I don't, and I don't know why I got to that stage. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, I think my older siblings have all amalgamated, and I sort of thought in my head what we'd end up doing is is that we would try and find some sort of combination of our both of our surnames, and that's that would mm. be our compromise. And what I didn't expect is what ended up happening. And actually, Jacob made the decision, I guess, on our behalf. We were going to go see Hannah Gadsby, who is the comedian who's on that Netflix show, Nanette, uh, which if you haven't watched, you should. Mm. It's unbelievable. She is amazing. And I was so excited. And But she does effectively spend, the, Nanette, the programme, spends basically an hour and a half absolutely canning the patriarchy in one of the most effective ways I've ever seen or heard it done. Um, And so I already felt a bit chuffed that Jacob wanted to spend another hour and a half enjoying uh, being pointed at and being told that he was evil. (laughs) We were at the uh, gift shop 
And we were looking at, they were doing, because Hannah Gasby was there, the, and they've got this whole feminist fiction section. We were looking at that section. And he said to me, do you want to know what I'm thinking about right now? And I knew with absolute, that kind of absolute certainty that one gains after being in an intimate relationship for so long, that what he was going to say to me was that it's really annoying me that these books aren't alphabetized. <laughs> That's what I knew he was going to say. With, honestly, the clearest degree of certainty. That's what I knew he was going to say. Um, and then I went, oh, you know, looking at him going, yeah, okay, what? And he said, I'm going to take your surname. And I just did not know how to process it. And so I was pretty much silent. And then he said, I'm a teacher. And one of the things that I'm really motivated by in this decision, and it's a hard one, and I'm very nervous about telling my parents, and I'm really in particular nervous about telling my dad. Mm. But I am motivated by the idea that because I'm a teacher and I'm called Mr. Swain, the headmaster of my school is going to have to stand up in front of an assembly of boys and he's going to have to tell that whole population of boys that Mr. Swain is now Mr. Allen because he's chosen to take his wife's surname. Oh, my heart is full. Fucking love this. Literally, that makes me want to jump out of window with joy I just started I absolutely I hadn't even thought about it as being a possibility it's extraordinary yeah genuinely think it's totally heroic because and I hesitate from using this word but I truly think it's incredibly brave I think it's very hard to be one of the first people to stand up and do things a different way knowing that you're opening up to other people's other people's lack of courage other people's uncertainty other people's cowardice Putting, making other people feel like they're on shaky ground because they don't know how to feel about it. I think it's so powerful that he's gifting that to kids so that they can reassess how they feel about it. My feelings are over it goes, I think, a little bit to what Luce was saying in the first episode around it feeling totally right for us. And actually, I was so surprised mm. But I was really nervous about what people were going to think of it. And it wasn't actually just a worry about how people would view him. It was also, being honest, how people would view me. Mm. Because the assumption is if you're defying the norm and you're going against what's traditional, then you must be doing it to make a point. And the point, Mm. I think, in this sort of situation is much more oh, he must not have a good relationship with his family if he's willing to give up his name. And you're like, no, no, he just has a great relationship with me. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Or, and this is the bit that I was also worried, he must be so under the thumb because for him, it's a concession. In the way that when women take on the man's name, it is so rarely perceived as being a concession. It's just... Oh, it's tradition. It's the norm. If a man does it, and to be honest, I don't know many men who have done it yet. I'm sure there are lots that we don't know of, but at least in my immediate circles, when people do talk about it, it is a concession. It's a, you know, it's a yielding. Mm. But it's interesting you say that people would assume that a man is yielding something because I do think we are moving towards a dialogue now where women do talk about 
doing the traditional or normal thing as yielding yes a bit yeah you know, we are moving away from feeling that it's normal i think people do sort of go oh that feels it weird feels to, uncomfortable yeah or or even if you feel you want to there's still an element that's going oh but this feels sad suddenly losing my name yeah. whereas i think there will have been a time not that long ago when there wouldn't have been any sadness about yeah. losing your maiden just name transitioning to a new yeah you know, new phase the adult phase yeah because also people got married so, so much younger. I think of my mum, I think of my gran, they were both married when they were 20. So they hadn't forged their identities. And my mum said something really interesting the other day where, so my mum and dad are divorced, divorced about, what, five years ago now. Mm. And I think my mum had a real tussle about what to do with her surname, actually. Because she sort of said, well, everything I've achieved in my life, because she got married when I think she was 20, 21. Right. She said, everything that I've achieved, I've achieved as a as bright with my surname yeah so it's not just you know your your father's name it's also it is my name now it is my name and she kind of had to think really carefully about what what this new identity was and she ended up taking her mum's name and not double baroning it in that there wasn't a hyphen but she kind of put the two together because there was sort of a this is where I've come from, but this is who I am. But she kind of wanted to make sure that there was a, a new, a newness to that yeah. new phase without her ex. Mm. Yeah. And my mum felt similarly, actually. My mum is, she's always been a practising feminist, but she had no qualms at all about taking my dad's surname because her biological father whose surname she had inherited in effect didn't turn up for her during her life so he he left the family when she was a kid and she actually really disliked the fact that she was carrying the name of this person who decided to leave her and not be a part of their lives Mm. um and she had this other figure parental figure who was in effect her father for the entirety of her life and so when she came to getting married for her it was a great thing that she had the option of taking on a new name and starting a new family Mm. which I think is great and I think this is the sort of the nub of it and I don't think I'm actually practicing this purely the nub of it should be you discuss it without any level of expectation without feeling that one person is giving up more than the other if you give up your surname. Mm. Try and take all the societal elements out of that decision-making process and just say, well, what do you feel about your surname? Okay, well, what do you feel about your surname? And kind of try to come up with the best decision that you can make as a couple and that be it. Mm. I think Lucy's point is actually maybe generationally generationally we've slightly more shifted into this idea that it is giving up something whereas mm. my mum saw it uh, even as someone who probably in principle may have had issues with it but she saw it as an opportunity to take on a new surname yeah. um, and actually to rid herself <laughs> of her biological dad's surname mm. and every time you do any time any person does marry themselves and decide to change their surname it I guess it is an opportunity it's not just giving up it is an opportunity to create a new name or to coalesce around another name I think what mm. what feels sad without giving away my ending <laughs> I feel slightly torn between a rock and a hard place because you know sometimes the creation of a new name seems like no one wins mm. not that there's a winner but you know like both those names in their original form get yeah. lost um but you're forging a new thing as a, as a sort of, of a new unit, which is kind of what you're doing through marriage. You're kind of setting yourselves apart as a, right, this is sort of us now as a different different thing. Of course. How did you go about 
talking to Jacob's family about it and telling them your decision? I was honestly probably the most nervous I have been in a long time um, about talking to Jacob's parents in respect to that decision. Jacob's got an amazing relationship with his family. I have an amazing relationship with his family. I also have an amazing relationship with my family. You know, we're both privileged from in that perspective. My biggest fear was that they would take offence, not necessarily because they felt a real ownership over the name. It would be because it felt that that we were picking sides or that there was mm. a family that we as a couple wanted to attach ourselves to more. So we gave them a heads up that what we were going to do is have this conversation. And if I'm being honest I think that they probably thought because we wanted to have the conversation that it was going exactly I've also taken the approach that I've really felt it wasn't my news if Jacob wants to tell people then it's his news because it was his decision and it's sort of his thought process that got us to where we are so it wasn't a bad state of affairs I effectively passed the buck to him um and said okay then you you know you explain this to your parents but he did and he and he provided the full reasoning and background to his decision making and as a result his parents reacted unbelievably well I mean brilliant unbelievably well we found out about three months later that actually his dad was upset emotionally not rationally yeah, fair, like fair enough because these are age-old yeah. traditions that are embedded in us yeah. so that's totally fine if someone finds it hard because it is hard for different generations and mm. our situation is slightly favored by the fact that uh his mum decided to keep her surname when they got married so right and apparently jacob's dad at that stage also sort of emotionally had issues with it but got over that so I think he sort of sees what Jacob's yeah. doing as an he extension of mm. the same societal progress that's being made mm. to be honest if I close my eyes and imagine a perfect world it wouldn't be Jacob having to make that decision on that basis and it wouldn't be me ardently being like I could never take his name because I'm also seeing this on a principled perspective mm. if I shut my eyes and imagine a perfect world Neither of us should bring those loadings into the decision-making process. But unfortunately, we're not there. Of course. And I think, you know, making that sort of decision, it makes it easier for um, boys and, and girls too to potentially see alternative way of doing things, which means that when it comes to them... To know that it's a conversation to be had, not an assumption. That's it. What we're talking about is options, right? And empowering people to have options. I think that's incredibly powerful. Mm. That's it. Come on then. Becca, it's what a really about you? tricky thing, actually. <laughs> Why is that my um, entrance into every conversation? I start every sentence with, it's a tricky thing, actually. Maybe we should rename the podcast to, it's a tricky thing. <laughs> it is a tricky thing. It is. Even just listening to you now, you've reminded me of so many things and why it is such an absolute minefield. So I don't have a good slash any relationship with my father which I'm totally fine with and it's sort of been a bit of a mutual decision my family name is his surname so I don't have any particular affinity with the surname apart from your life yeah apart from the fact it's been my you know my surname my whole life and I actually found it very healing and very powerful when my mum told me about the struggle which she was having and the way that I said earlier that she had sort of been processing it as everything I've achieved it's been with this name so it's not 
here's a name that belongs to this person. It's no, his it name that belongs to me now. and my achievement. Yeah. So I found that very, very powerful. Then there's all these other things that are going on. I think I've made my uh, opinion about identity and individualism probably very clear over the last couple of episodes. So the idea of me abandoning part of myself for somebody else just doesn't sit quite right. Mm -hmm. There's another thing going on, which is sort of children, Mm. I guess. So I, at this moment in time, I don't want kids. And just to clarify what I think you're saying it's not that right now you're not ready for kids it's that as far as your brain is concerned at the moment yeah. kids is not a thing you want in your life yeah good clarification because like I don't want kids right now but I think I do at some point I don't want them right now and I can't envisage wanting them but I know it's something that's very important to my partner and this is something mm. that we've not quite come to an agreement on which is you know probably an important thing that we do at some point soon <laughs> But it does come into it because I am, if I wasn't with Ben, I wouldn't be considering it. Because I'm with Ben, I'm considering it. Ben comes from a place where he is in some ways a lot more traditional than I am, in few ways, but important ways, mostly marriage and um, sort of marriage tradition related. So including name taking, it's not something that he'd even thought about before I sort of said, this is a discussion rather than a mandate. He also has an incredibly good relationship with his family and for him it's very important that the family name continues and it's something that he still continues to own. And it's difficult because I kind of get slightly childish about it and I kind of say, oh, well, if I weren't with you, I wouldn't be considering having children, but I am with you, so I am. So I think the least you can do is consider taking my name or Mm. combining our names, or double-barreling our names. And that doesn't mean me keeping my name and you keeping your name, Mm. per se. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because I do like the idea of creating a new thing together. What I should say is, I think at the beginning, that I think felt like quite a foreign concept to Ben, but I think it has really come round. What's Ben's surname again? Wood, which is lovely. But combine the two together. Exactly! (gasps) So nice, right? Punchline, Lucy. You just stole the punchline. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Steal away, steal away. It makes me so... Elves of Brightwood. Happy. When I think about it, it makes me think of sunlit, bluebell-filled woods. It's just a beautiful, beautiful name. But it's not one that I want to have alone. Because the point of doing it is that you're sharing a thing together. So yeah. what we've started talking about at the moment is that we're both changing our name to Brightwood, probably yeah. without a hyphen, so space in between. God, I couldn't love it anymore. Becca, I'm going to take the name Brightwood. Yes, please do. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Jacob. It's a great gesture, but I think we're going with Brightwood. <laughs> <laughs> so that's sort of what we're, what's been suggested at the moment. And I'm not sort of um, also now because we've got another year or so, thanks to the corona, since we really have to make a decision, but I'm not pushing him too much on this. I think his his set on the idea that if we do have children, they will definitely be called Brightwood, which I think is only fair. But at the moment, that's sort of where we're at. I think that was actually an idea introduced by him a couple of months ago. Mm. And I was incredibly touched that he did because I know how strongly he feels for his family name so the idea of sort of slightly adapting that I appreciate it I do think we have to give credit where credit's due for people who can be understanding in spite of these years of tradition and the way that stuff is indoctrinated in us and And the family pressures family pressures you know the name is a perfect example of this isn't it Mm. do you know I actually felt quite guilty and ashamed when we brought it up briefly with Ben's parents because 
I think we mentioned it in passing a few months ago that we're thinking of possibly combining our names. And their reaction was, oh, we were wondering about that, but we didn't, we didn't want to ask. His parents desperately want grandchildren. I think they've probably found it a lot more difficult than necessarily they've communicated that I really, I'm not there. So I think whenever the issue of children or question of children has come up, if the conversation is brought up not of my own volition, I immediately get very, feel very cornered and I think respond in quite a curt way. And I think they'd clearly had, oh, well, the, the name, the surname could be a could be a, a tradition that's being questioned here because they knew that everything from walking up the aisle to all sorts to who's doing speeches was being questioned. But they almost didn't want to introduce it themselves in case they got sort of a standoffish answer and just made me feel like a terrible person I'm so not in control of my own reactions oh darling very few of us are (laughs) I know exactly I don't know exactly what you're feeling but I know that I often feel like I'm the tiring boring one you know (laughs) and it, it sort of feels to me like everyone else feels like they're pulling teeth out on these issues it's just another thing and you look at people's faces and they're like God, you know, do I not even get that at this wedding? Or is there nothing here that I can expect just to be normal? But it is, I, I totally get your frustrations and I feel I get the eye rolls all the time. The eye rolls and the feeling that I am just... Mm. Oh, yeah. Or people just go very quiet because, you know, you're the strange mm. person harping on and on and, and on. And I feel really boring. And it's nuts. Like the, someone who's trying to, and, and all of us are trying to, work this out in our heads and try to do it the way that best services our own personalities and not conform for the sake of conforming and ease and yet is there something boring about what we're doing you know there's something tiring about what we're doing isn't it just that Mm. the original processes are tiresome which is why we're trying to do them in a slightly different way yeah the big reveal Lucy what are you thinking I feel really bad because you're so excited and a I don't have a solid answer yet Mm -hmm. and b I don't think of myself as a massive traditionalist but it's been really interesting over the last few episodes and our conversations to realize that actually of the three of us Mm. I am the most traditional Mm. yes but yes and no in that you're still making choices and decisions mindfully you're not just going along with Mm. the general sway of things you're still looking at every step of the way seeing what's particularly right for you I think what it is is like we said if if a tradition doesn't sit badly with me generally speaking I'm quite happy to go along with it if it doesn't actively sit badly so for instance something we raised before the idea of being walked down the aisle for me because I do have a really wonderful relationship with my dad and my dad is an incredible man and I know that he will have been excited all his life for the potential of walking his daughter down the aisle. There's no way I'm going to do anything other than let him walk me down the aisle. You know. Now look, I'm going out on a limb here and assuming that I'm going to be invited to your wedding. <laughs> if you're lucky. But that is one of the things that I'm genuinely looking forward to. Because you have such a glorious yeah. relationship with old Russell in the bushes. <laughs> I can't wait all, almost to see him in that moment. I know. Well, I mean, he'll weep through it all. Obviously, my dad in no way owns me or had more of a part to play in my upbringing than my mum did. But equally well, you know, I remember saying to my mum at, at my cousin's wedding, actually, both her parents walked her down the aisle. And I remember turning to my mum at the end and saying, 
that is totally cool. If she wants to do a different thing that feels right for her, I'm all for it. But I'm going to tell you right now, mommy, I love you. You ain't walking me down the aisle. Mm. <laughs> you know, I was like, that is just a thing where I know there's a tradition and I know that my dad will have looked forward to it for so long in a weird way it will take away from the moment for him if that moment is shared yeah even though it's absurd of course what it reflect what it means is nothing you know so coming back to names I've got a similar thing yes I always grew up thinking when you got married you took a husband's name I've known it's a tradition as we've all said I like the idea of sharing a name you know it feels like I want to be Mr and Mrs insert word here do you not know his surname yet? Shit, man. <laughs> I mean, I could do with a refresher, to be honest. It's K, K-A-Y-E. Because our wedding is still a year away, um, at least, we haven't had a big conversation about it yet. Maybe one extra thing that's worth noting with my situation is that because I am an actor and my real name was already taken when I graduated from drama school, I have a stage name. So I already have two names. For anyone who doesn't know, if you are an actor in the UK, you have to be signed up to a thing called Spotlight, which is like a huge catalogue of all the actors who work in the country. And there can only be one of each name in Spotlight. So I am now called Lucy Eaton. Legend. So I'm already, you know, I've had a nice situation of owning two names and feeling mm. attached to them. To that end, the idea of adding a third starts making me feel a little bit dizzy. <laughs> Um, One thing is that Eaton comes from your family home. So it's still entirely connected yeah, with your, yeah, that is fa- true. your immediate family. Oh, yeah. And I needed that. I couldn't have picked just a random word. So, yeah, Eaton is part of the address that I've lived in all my life. So I don't really feel like I've got an answer to the question yet. Correct. So <laughs> the idea of having a th- Friday that having a third name is dizzying, but you're not averse to it because the tradition of taking on another name is not something that's unattractive to you per se. Yes, that's about it. You know, we mentioned children earlier. I think there's an interesting thing about lineage, which obviously is sort of so absurd, but equally well. I have a very good friend whose surname is Hastillo, and her family are, I think, the final Hastillos. And... It's her and a sister. And I remember her saying, it's really sad because when we both get married, like, that's it. Like, the name Hastelo will die with us. Hmm. Obviously, she doesn't have to take her husband's name, but it's just, I think that idea of lineage is quite interesting. And, you know, if I were an only child or I had a sister, maybe I would cling to Evans more because I don't want Evans to, not that Evans is a Hmm. common surname, it's not going to die out completely, but I don't want my particular family line to end for Evans to go there whereas because I have a brother I think I Mm. feel more secure in that name having its own little line that carries on I feel like I know what your decision is you're gonna go with Lucy Kevin (laughs) that much is clear (laughs) that much to me is patently clear and why wouldn't you it's a very memorable name now that really is a once in a lifetime opportunity all the most successful people have two first names. <laughs> Sky's the limit. That's the thing though, isn't it? And, and Luce, I, I actually just, I don't think it's an anticlimax. I think it's you talking completely honestly about how mm. you're feeling about it, which is like so many people that I know, my closest friends who have been getting married, all of them have effectively taken the man's name. And they've gone through a similar process of going, actually, 
I always imagined it being this way. I'm already primed to feel okay about it. I love my partner and my partner has already been primed to think that they would keep their name. And so in many ways, I don't really want to do something that has, um, that upsets the other person much more than it realistically upsets me because I'm already primed to be okay about it. There is an option that I feel like all of us have overlooked. Why don't you do a little bit of a multiple choice as part of your wedding and whatever gets most votes at the end of the night is your name. Like who wants to be a millionaire? So Jacob's friend legitimately, they rolled a dice for it (gasps) between his name or her name. But I feel like if you make those, if you roll a dice, you sort of are at peace with either option, aren't you? Or you only go along with it if you're truly happy to go along with it. You know in your heart of hearts. It's like the old um, eeny meeny. You secretly know which exactly. you land on. I have got a funny talking about having Woods as a surname. My sister's friend, his surname is Woodcock, which is a fine surname. We were waiting for a cocky surname. <laughs> it is fun. The options available. Um, to him really by virtue of his parents' surnames was Woodcock, which is his father's surname, or his mother's surname, which was Hardwood. So if they decided to go for a bit of a jam a la Bex, they probably could have, well, they would have ended up with Hardcock. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say children are brutal thinking about an old teacher I had called Mr. Peacock, bless him. Oh yeah. But adults are brutal. I feel like this is the moment where little shout out needs to be done okay. to gay Fanny Sturt oh, oh the ultimate guys we have known each other so long Ma Sturt aka Mrs Sturt was a fearsome art teacher oh. at the school that we she all met she hated children which is the interesting thing about her <laughs> <laughs> she, I love that she hated children she really resented the presence of children in her studio she was on crutches for a bit she was on crutches like you'd hear her coming down the the corridor like clack clack and then she would just wave her crutches at you right as a way of like shooing off children for the modern era an unfortunate combination Okay, gang. <laughs> Welcome to Diary Corner. Yes, this Yay! is what I've been waiting for. This has been at the request of Becca because I am in my family home and I did mention in episode one, I think, that I write This is the ultimate story an amazing time. amount of diaries over my life. So as a, as a brief bit of context, mm. we have known each other for the best part of 30 years, but I think it's fair to say throughout our teens and early 20s we all kind of went different ways absolutely quite in touch but not very in touch and it's only been in the last few years really that we've really come together again and so having this sort of reflection of where we very first met for me is a fucking delight i love it (laughs) yes i'm on tenterhook i found a secret padlocked book a few weeks ago and I was delighted to find that it is a diary from 1997. So good. And what I found about this diary, as you will notice, is that I don't think I understand exactly how diaries work because I put the date. But then what I do is I write about something that happened in the past on another day. <laughs> For instance, 27th of April, 97. Rod's in love with me. 
I wrote this very much later. I found out the week after Valentine's Day. <laughs> End of entry. February. February. Yeah. Okay. Then I think my favourite entry from the secret book, 20th of December, a few weeks ago, I did these dances to music from my Piano Grade 5 CD. <laughs> and then I've written out the dances. God, you're so advanced. Yeah, how Great voice. I peaked real early. I peaked real early. Incorrect. You continually peak. It's disgusting, Kev. Uh, the 22nd of August. Drove three and a half hours to Plymouth in Cornwall this morning. Is Plymouth in Cornwall? No. Not sure. Okay. <laughs> Not far, though. Um, dinner at the Beef Eater. Love it. Not much else happened today. I got a bit scared about kid murderers, etc. but I'll get over it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> 23rd of August. Today, I decided to become a diehard The Calling fan. Do you remember them? Oh, my God. <laughs> It kind of worked. I listened to their album over and over again, and I've now got a few favourite songs. I don't know their names, though. <laughs> That's it. I love the intention behind that, being like, you know what? I won't just like a song. I'm going to be a die-hard yeah. fan. No, what I'm, no matter what, I'm there for And fan. it kind of works. Yeah, wait for it. 24th of August, the next day. Today, I decided to become a die-hard Enrique fan. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of my favourite sort of memories of you, though, is you learn a new thing like a new word or a new phrase mm. and you would go hard i remember being about six or seven years old with you and you using one word a lot and every time you used it i was like i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> and it was aggravating for a six or seven year old to use the word aggravate but everything was aggravating nothing was like stupid or annoying everything was aggravated we were making felt finger puppets and you were doing the stitching and you were like that's very aggravating <laughs> <laughs> so precocious <laughs> I want to know Lucy what are you now trying to be a die hard fan of this podcast I'm trying to be a die hard <laughs> fan of uh, the thing about that yeah <laughs> Amen. And I don't have to try very hard because it's awesome. <laughs> if you have enjoyed our musings and like being a part of our bird flipping community, please hit the subscribe button and leave us a five star rating or even better, a review, as that helps people know that we exist. But most importantly, please follow us on our social media platforms, Instagram and Twitter on TTAT underscore podcast and let us know what you'd like us to discuss in this series on the topic of weddings or in any other series. And finally, thank you to our listeners and of course to Tristan Kay who has composed our wonderful theme music. <laughs>